Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs. L L Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn off, sir, guys, who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's right, I said it. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. L W A F L M O Y T. You said it perfectly, and you defined it accurately. You let's watch a link movie. You know. You well, do. that's what our show is. And if you want to follow our podcast, follow us by our acronym, which we just say up front: L W A F L M O Y T. Or listen to us streaming live right now. Streaming first, I should say, on MutinyRadio.fm. MutinyRadio.fm is in the heart of the Mission District of San Francisco. Community radio, great programming. Why, this Sunday, every Sunday, they have terrific programming. Right before us at noon is a show called Where It's Really At. What's really happening? What's really happening with Lucy? Yeah, you confused it with today's movie, right? That's funny. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Today's movie (laughs) is in sync with Luke's show. Yes. What's really happening? so you can check us out, make a whole afternoon, and then usually, if you're lucky, there's a live show on Sunday afternoon after us, so mm-hmm. fingers crossed. But uh, always, as always. There's very support. often an open mic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah keep your fingers crossed. Uh, but uh, always, feel free to donate to Mutiny Radio by going to Venmo and throwing five bucks to at Mutiny Radio helps the station a lot. And that's our only sponsored promotion we do every week. Carl, I'm really excited. The show is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We are going to watch a full-length movie with you. We'll watch it on YouTube, and you'll listen to the podcast while watching the movie. Carl, what is the movie this week? Today we are watching Where It's At, 1969, with Luke. Where It's At, 1969. Oh, I get it, because Luke's show is called What's Really Happening, and our movie today is called Where It's At. Whose show is now, and uh, our movie is in 1969, both right. time. No, so that's what you're going to put in the YouTube search engine. You're going to put in where it's at. Of course, it's apostrophe S. It is yeah. where it's at 1969. And you will, if you, uh, okay, if your search results yield two 
two turntables and a microphone. You got the wrong. Okay, we like vintage. What is it? Vintage Vegas. Vintage Vegas, he said. Vintage Las Vegas. We vintage like that Las channel. Vegas. I don't think there is another channel. All right. Now, listen, this is really important. Where it's at is the most generic term you can be typing into Google all week. Yeah. So make sure it's where it's at, 1969, and it does pop up. Vintage Las Vegas is the right. channel uh, hosting this movie. We'll be watching it. So we want you to press that link, then hit pause. Then, because you know how it work, YouTube so well, move the timer thingy to zero, zero, zero. And wait, we're going to have a special comedian countdown. This is another thing that Carl does. Carl does so much for this show. He, yeah. he researches movies, he rewatches yep. movies, Done. he sees the movies beforehand. But I he did. also produces a segment where he scours the world mm -hmm. and gets him on the phone. Seven continents. a comedian, and a comedian will do our countdown. Right. Uh, and when the comedian says go, we're all going to hit press the go button. So, Carl. Uh, I'm really excited. I don't know who the comedian is or what part of the world it is. Hopefully, the state of New Jersey. I don't want you, I don't want you to, to travel too far this week. From your state. Maybe you know a comedian friend who would be happy to do it. So uh, I'm really excited to produce this segment. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with John Voltarelli. Welcome, hey. John. What's up, Carl? What's going on? So, uh oh, you know, just uh, trying to uh, be funny, right? Want to make sure it's a funny segment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're off to a great start. You know, we first <laughs> met each other, gosh, it, uh, is it 2017? I, 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 we were at, I was at the Town Tavern in Parsippany. How mm -hmm. did you find out about the open mic? We make 2017 sound so long ago. <laughs> it was only a few years. It was four years ago, I guess. But, um, well, I was uh, at Bad Slava. I don't know. I guess that's not a thing anymore. People don't trust it. But I, I believe I looked it up there. And um, I work in, uh, I work, I don't work far from there. So I was like, ah, let me do an open mic. And back then I was of the mindset of uh, you should do get on stage as often as you can. I still yeah. kind of am. But, uh, and forget about the fact that they didn't have a stage there from what I remember. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I was just like, um, all right, I looked it up on Bad Slava. There it was. I was like, I'm going to go for it. I was really a newbie to comedy. I just wanted to have something of my own. So I made the mic and I didn't really know about these Facebook groups. It's much better than, than uh, Bad Slava. And for stage, it was like a faux stage, right? There was this dining area that they clear the tables out of, right? Remember, it served as yeah. a stage. Yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, almost like a balcony, right? Kind of. Yeah. It was a yeah. pretty bad room. Pretty bad room. <laughs> the bar well, didn't pay attention, right? Yeah, yeah. But at least it was one of those places where you had, like, uh, patrons there. And, and some of them were kind of into it. Yeah, some of them paid attention. Also, the way the room was split. So the dining area was on your left. The bar was on the right. You didn't know who you were, you know, performing for. Um, but, okay, what I've noticed since that time is I really think that you've found your comedic voice. Uh, you seem to be delivering your jokes the same way 
in this in a consistent way unlike way back then am i am i right on that so in other words you're saying i, I haven't improved at all i you i think you have <laughs> i think you have so much improved and i think you yeah. found your voice now yeah i don't know honestly i don't you know i'm still kind of working on it i don't know that i have i just i just feel especially I mean, I do kind of cater to who I think an audience, like, for example, uh, last night I was I was doing a, uh, I guess, uh, Rich Carlucci show over at the uh, the Flamingo, Flamingo Strip Club. And uh, there were all these bikers there. There was like a Latin biker gang. So um, <laughs> I it turns out we weren't performing or they weren't involved in our, our show anyway, but I thought they were. So I was changing. I was doing the opposite that you do if you were going to go on like, uh, you know, a, the Tonight Show or something and you had to clean stuff up. I was mm -hmm. trying to dirty stuff up so <laughs> and make it really raunchy because I figured that's that's what's going to work for these guys. So I was like, uh, you know, I try to like kind of cater to the audience. So I don't know that I, I really have a voice. I guess I kind of do, but I still I guess I still I feel I still have to kind of develop it more. Gotcha. I one thing I really appreciate you is the way you handle hecklers. Like you just move on, and I know you know who I'm talking about. It's Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. They won't shut their mouths, and you, you deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind those guys so much. I kind of find them. Uh, I mean, look, I find them funny. Like No Filter Paul is a funny guy, and I think that uh, <laughs> I, maybe I believe it'll make you a stronger comedian. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mm -hmm. it messes up my set who knows but um but i i do think maybe that it, it makes me a little better to kind of uh deal with that volterelli volterelli this is another thing i appreciate about you when people mess up the sound of your the pronunciation of your name you don't get all riled i figure they don't know who i am anyway so i'm like eh that's all right <laughs> you, know, you don't have to pronounce it right it's fine. So it's not a big deal. I guess what if, if it's a different venue, I may feel differently, but. Yeah. Well, if it's the Tonight Show, right? If, it, if yeah. it's the HBO special, we're going to Okay, so how can people find you online? Well, you could uh, find me on Twitter. So uh, I could use the followers, and that's at John Volterelli. And speaking of my last name, it's V-O-L-T-A-R-E-L-L-I. Uh, you can go on my uh, Facebook. I have a comedy Facebook page. Uh, just my name, John Volterelli. Uh, I'm on YouTube too. Same. Guess what? Same thing, John Volterelli. So uh, you could find me there. So it is just for the audience. It's like the word Volt, V O L T, and then the word R A R E, and then it's L L I. Volt R L L I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I never heard it pronounced quite so weirdly, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so everyone at home is poised to watch that film with us, okay? We're all hovering our finger over the play button, and we're going to hit it at the same time. So why don't you take it away, and let's do the countdown. Three, two, one. Yeah! All right, some funky music. That was a terrific comedian count, uh, yeah. celebrity countdown. Okay, so we start off with a horrible song. A horrible song. About it. Listen, someone wants David Jensen. David Jensen, right? David Jensen. Is he from Starcy and Hutch or is he from Man from Uncle? Well, he was uh, the fugitive. That's how people listening to this are too young to remember the fugitive because you and I don't even remember it. But he was on the TV show The Fugitive. 
Oh, Brendan Vaccaro. Well, yeah. I know the fugitive. QB did a sh- uh, show with with Keezer Sutherland on QB. Mm-hmm. On QB. Are you talking about the QB show, the fugitive on QB? <laughs> oh, look, Caesar's Palace at Caesar's Palace. How gross. 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 So, I did. This is. I. I think. Uh, Nobody listening to this is old enough to remember the TV show, The Fugitive, that he was on. And there's also Brenda Vaccaro. She used to plug bras and tampons, remember? Well, she has a, she's known for her voice. Yeah. Husky. Very gravelly voice, very sultry voice. And you won't have that here. Uh, This is her very first movie ever. It's her debut and she look that gravelly voice came with the vocal sound of her breathing in right her catching her breath Um, yeah so it's like it was sexy and then you were like oh are you okay and then it's sexy again and you're like oh you can sit down sit down just take a couple minutes let me get you some water (laughs) was she like a las vegas staple but when this movie came out and that's what she no, no, no. She was in theater before this. No, this was just her first film. And she does a great job in this. Look, Caesar's Palace. Oh, who's playing Caesar's Palace? I wasn't watching the main credits. I get a laugh riot every time. Okay, so the phone is ringing, and there's like a couple doing it in bed. All right, we don't know anything else. But then we quickly learn it's like the highest executive of the casino, and he's you know, his son is coming from the airport. He's being alerted oh. that the son's plane is landing. Oh, right. So, he, and he's having sex with his wife. So he's like, that's great. Tell him his mom's here. <laughs> I'm, uh, oh, how can I phrase this? <laughs> his mom right now. He's not. He's having an affair, right? Well, no, he's not having an affair. He's not cheating on the son's mother. Rather, he's sleeping with his current girlfriend, who's from a prominent family in Massachusetts, and they are fiancé. They are engaged. Her name is Rosemary Forsyth. She's our Star Trek connection. Oh, really? And there's Brenda. See how young she is, man? Wow, yeah, Brenda McCarr. Look at that. Yeah, you just plucked that peach right off the tree. (laughs) I guess so. Well, and I'm saying she's like 20-something. Like, like she's still on. She goes, I quit. Let me put it on. Oh, here she comes. Hello, secretary. No, but wait. We missed something really funny there. It's one of the only funny things. He was rude to her. She goes, gives her the information. He goes, and I quit. And then he puts on his pants, comes out, and he goes, why? He goes, because I'm sensitive. He goes, well, I'm sorry. And she goes, okay. <laughs> and she doesn't quit. Well, that's good, I guess. David Jensen. You know, Carl, I have a bad movie role oh. about casinos. Yeah. And it's that I think casinos are so thirsty to be on screen that they don't care what the storyline or what the oh, legal. Oh, yeah. You've read before. Because they'll shoot anything in a, in a casino. Debauchery. Abuse, yeah. rape, yup. People robbing casinos. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They just just get the casino Caesar's Palace out there. Tony Bennett and Buddy Rich. And Buddy oh, Rich. Caesar's Palace. Oh, I came to see Buddy Bennett and Tony Rich. Oh darn! Damn it! <laughs> Aluga, get out of my way! Scout catcher. We look at this and think it's an old car. To them, it was also an old car, but not as old. 
cold. No, not that cold. This is 69, so it's 50 years ago. 52 uh -huh. years ago. Let's see, 39 was 30 years ago for them. Right. So That's that was a long the fucking 80s. time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. the, uh, this is the son. And he's back from Princeton, New Jersey. He just graduated Princeton, so he's a hot shot. The father, which we'll talk about him, we've seen him on our podcast before. He, whoa, whoa, wait, so you see the side boob? Did you see it? Yeah. It was shadowed, but it was real. It was tastefully done. He wants the son to become part of the business, help him with the casino, and even take it over. And of course, you know, it's 1969. He wants none of it. Oh, did you see the butt shot? Whoa! What? Yeah, that mirror has a crack in it, and it's her butt. <laughs> they had to send it back. Yeah, they... Look how fancy she is. It looks classy with that car. Wait, is that funny? I want to return this mirror. It has a crack in it. Well, ma'am, if you would put on your pants. <laughs> Okay, I'll just write, return this mirror. Do you think the woman would be like, my name is Dawn, thank you very much? <laughs> the crack of? <laughs> yeah, that's no less, right? So the crack of Dawn, because her name was Dawn. I guess I shouldn't do that. I should make it like me. Like I go to, I went to return this mirror. I was all pissed off. I came straight out of the bathroom to return the mirror. I was like, later, there's a crack in this mirror. He goes, well, if you put your pants on, sir. I like it. I'm going to steal that joke. <laughs> no! Wait, you don't do open mics. Oh, I do. I've, I've, uh, I've done two shows so far. Zoom doesn't count. Oh, well, no, I won't. <laughs> okay, so he's just having a grand old time. He has graduated um, college. He is wants to go to Europe to meet his friends, and he is, like, looking for a master's degree in some bullshit. And he's, and of course, the father's going to butt heads with him. We'll never see this chauffeur again, I don't think. And he's potentially a Star Trek connection. He might have been on the first episode that aired that wasn't the pilot. Right. Oh, the Pikeless one. The, the first, it was after Pike, after the first Shatner one, and then it was the first time the show aired, season one, episode one. Gotcha. So now, I don't Brenda, like the person at all. I don't like the fact that they're real rooms. Oh, you know, it feels a little like they're kind of claustrophobic. It's supposed to give you the sense of old money, which doesn't make sense in Las Vegas, right? Oh, yeah, sure. You get a lot of old money in Las Vegas. So we're having a real cute moment between these two, okay. But but you don't you don't have a takeaway from it like oh those two are going to get together we're just having like a well she must have known him for a while it's the first time they're meeting she, he doesn't care what she's saying you know he's got an attitude and stuff and she's trying to be nice right and she like when he doesn't pick up on her flirting she's just like okay okay forget it she, you know she's born in New York Let's see. yeah. But she didn't grow up there. She grew up in Texas, but she's got this great New York accent. Now, was there was there ever like a Rat Pack connection with Brenda Vaccaro? Uh, like, great I question. Feel like, 
Yeah. yeah, like I feel like she would have joined the the Rat Pack on a tour or something. Well, the thing is, like, she became a prominent actress and was very famous. She could be picky. She could date who she wishes, right? But when you're yeah. at the Rat Pack, when you're at the Rat Pack, you know what I mean? Like, you become the oh little girl again. Right. Sure. <laughs> that's right. That everyone has a component. Everyone plays a part in the Rat Pack. I'm getting taken out by Frank Sinatra to be dined at a restaurant. It's like a girl getting dated. Right. It was really a scene. And we weren't in it. <laughs> nope, no part of it. We were the Brat Pack. Well, the thing is, everybody has their little clique of friends, right? But theirs was public. Well, it also, like, I mean, defined Las Vegas and... uh you know, it, it defined, like, uh, they made money off it. They did closed caption, not closed caption, but closed circuit uh, cable live shows from Las Vegas where yeah. you go to the theater, and this is in the 60s, and you would watch the Johnny Carson post, uh, the Rat Pack live from Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, it was really part of, uh, what's the word? Las Vegas Akana. <laughs> Even okay. like Ocean's Eleven, they're like, "Well, we'll show you Las Vegas and we'll rob it blind," you know. The, yeah. Like, it was Norman Fell. He's just he's just sprayed shit on doorknobs, and he's like, "Ah, that's how we can rob this casino." And the casino's yeah, like, that's great. Yeah. Make sure you get our name in the in the in the screen. So now what we're getting is, hey, if you want to run a casino, it's a crazy, crazy lie, you know. Uh, you said you wanted to approve the dresses, Mr. Suchets. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> and what is it? Approve the dresses, sir. Tell them they're approved. <laughs> oh, so wait a minute. I thought the guy with the models was the guy having sex in the bed with his wife. No, it was AC, our hero. It was um, uh, David Jansen. And here's he's meeting the son for the first time, and they're going to butt heads on what do you want to do with your life. Now, the fugitive, I don't know if the fugitive was based on a true story, but I do know that the, the original television series was based on kind of a cliffhanger premise from the start, which the guy gets falsely accused, and he gets chased from town to town, and it was right. the original Incredible Hulk in the sense that every episode hinged on him visiting a town, helping the town in some way, having this old complex show up and having to leave. So he'll go from town to town while, you know, getting a snippet of clue about the... Right, he got another piece of... Right, to prove his case. And it was very different than the movie. In the show, it's you're right. He would be a stowaway somewhere, and he would fall into a situation of peril, and he'd hey, quickly solve it for him and fall in love with the girl, and then he'd right. have to go. He'd be off camp. But he found an envelope. I knew your father well. He told me a man would come and kill. Here's a clue. Right. He has one arm. That was a big thing. Like, yeah. Was... You want to hear him fight a little? <laughs> Ready? All right. Okay. Oh. See the cutie kid? Yeah. Oh, so he's treating him like a baby. Yeah. See how he's becoming a little kid? Right. Oh, man, I'm so glad I took the acid when I did, which was for this scene. Sit down, boy. I'm your father. Treat me like a baby. Literally. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my god, why are there just like cigarettes in the picture? Or like stereo equipment or whatever the hell they're selling. Cookies, do you see him in the army uniform? Yeah. Uh, why? What do you mean? It's sh this was a this probably looks very swank and modern to the 1969 eye. Like this guy's got it all. Look, he just opened a panel and he can communicate Ooh, yeah, by yeah, TV. Yeah, he's <laughs> got Zoom or FaceTime. He's got FaceTime with uh, people. Look, look how advanced that TV is because there's like four other television sets, so you can watch like the other networks. Yes. <laughs> You know, you, there's DuPont, there's NBC, there's ABC, there's CBS. What's DuPont? DuPont was an actual network, television network during the 50s that kind of crashed and burned. I don't know if they own their That's own. very interesting. They, built, they that. built their own TV sets, but there's a guy named DuPont, and the DuPont yeah. television network had some quality programming. It was kind of yeah. like... DuPont. I'm looking back. Like Fox Broadcasting would be like, is that the new DuPont... Uh, mm -hmm. Network. I think a couple of shows from from DuPont became like uh, went to jump to other networks and they became like a big hit. Much as like The Fugitive on Hubi jumped to Roku, uh -huh. and if you have Roku, you can watch. Hubi yeah. was a channel that was only supposed to play on your TV on your phone, and it I've came got out Roku. It came out during the pandemic. It was a huge bomb. No one wanted to watch TV on their phone. I see. Hmm. That doesn't make sense because many people stream Netflix on. Well, okay. Well, I mean, you would still like, you would watch an hour of Netflix on your phone and then finish it up on your TV set or on your laptop. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's last resort. Yeah. I mean, but it's there. You can totally watch it at work or whatever, but you wouldn't like primarily pick. So they had like big names and they had Peter Sutherland in The Fugitive. And uh, it didn't ever closed, and uh, a streaming service called Roku uh, purchased those shows, including The Fugitive. And it's now you have to go into Roku, and you have to go into like Roku Originals, and you can find it. So if you're looking for more uh, David, ooh, look at these flashbacks. <laughs> no, it's what she's on stage dancing. You see, it's it's like. At this point in the film, like, the kid has agreed because his father bullied him into it, staying for the summer and just sort of being around and learning about the business. So that's what's happening here. And what he's learning is there's a little bit of debauchery going on here. This is all sin. It's all about greed and money. It's kind of ugly. Now, watch. He'll tr get topless, and he'll be embarrassed. Remember, it is 1969, right? He'll be embarrassed and walk out. <clears throat> Watch, here she comes. She's going to do... Oh, whoa. Uh, whoa, don't pop off your bra. Now, he, the father, it is born this second. He's like, is my son gay? And he never told me. And he will pursue that. And he, he doesn't to. use nice words, Mike. Well, yeah. no, <laughs> the guy in the shirt. He's like, hi, I'm stereotypical gay, but in 1969, we didn't talk about it. Oh, so they would have to pose that way? Like, uh, His hips. Well, it's uh, some representation, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, the movie's just saying it without saying it. Why is he wearing sunglasses inside? 
It's Las Vegas, baby. Night is day. Day is night. Who knows? Is that funny? It'd be like someone would say, like, it's kind of cool in here. And you go, oh, let me get my sunglasses. Yeah, that's kind of funny. All right. Hey, do you know how to make a cactus cooler? How do you make a cactus cooler? Put sunglasses on it. <laughs> I guess that's been done. Uh, okay, it's kind of cool. Do you, have you ever drank a uh, soda called cactus cooler? Uh, I've heard of it. It's a soft drink, but it's like, you know, multicolored. I think it's supposed to be like a pine, pineapple something, but I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. Right. The, the label has a cactus on it with wearing sunglasses. Uh huh. That's cool. Yeah. Also, do you Anthony know how to make this Put it in the refrigerator. Anthony, I'm doing my podcast. I got to go. Do you want to appear on my podcast? Yeah, have Anthony Quinn do the countdown. <laughs> okay, so um, now what's happening is he's like, this place is about greed. He, and, and the father's like, we're giving the people what they want. They want dreams. They want sleeves. They want pre-pandemic buffets. <laughs> With no, no sneeze guard. <laughs> That's right. Debauch, debauch. I'm talking about illegal rights on red. Talking about farting in the car. <laughs> Debauchery is what Vegas is about. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because no one leaves Vegas. <laughs> they don't get out alive. If you stub your toe in Vegas, that's gonna bleed out. That's what the people want. You could get a steak for two fifty any time of the morning. Okay, listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. I'm Brenda Vaccaro Sr. He just said Negro. Did you hear that? Wow. Nineteen sixty nine? That was pretty edgy. I think that was the first movie. In nineteen sixty nine when someone would say that, they had they they had they thought they were saying African American. You know what I mean? They were using the descriptive term everybody used. When they said the other word, they meant it pretty racist. This movie seems like it's trying really hard to be like part of the social scene, like offer you like the melodrama you so richly deserve between generations. Well, they spend a lot of time in in environments like this, like we're going out and having a good time kind of thing. And right. somebody getting paged all the time. Remember, I mean, we were alive for it. You would call a place and ask, is so-and-so, you know, is Mike Hunt there? Michael Hunt. He goes by Mike. No, but so one of the pages is like – um. Uh, okay, throughout the movie's casino scenes, an employee is paging persons on the public address system. One person paged near the middle of the movie is Jay Sarno, the man who built Caesar's Palace and the Circus Circus Casino. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, it's just if he shows up. He might, he, yeah, so he would be alive right about now, 69. Yeah, and so he was getting paged at a competitor's, like he was in the building. Okay. Is he going to stay or go with his friends to Europe? They're going to let High Card decide, okay? Oh, if he's betting on whether or not he's going to stay in Las Vegas or not, he's staying in Las Vegas. Well, yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have a movie, right? Well, it'd be like, well, do I do the tarot cards and and predict whether the I Ching to predict if I go on this European backpack? 
or do we do it's high cards and, and I stay in Las Vegas? It's the interpretation, right? Those tarot cards, you can't trust it. Look at his card, queen. Yeah. Pow! Now look, he doesn't reveal his card. Oh shit, he did. Darn what it, was it I'm king? sorry. You see, that happens at the end of the movie, and he doesn't oh. reveal his card. Ooh, like the Cincinnati kid. Yeah. Any any poker? Do they play any poker in this movie? Oh, they poke so many girls. Yeah, they poker left and right. You uh -huh. see the kissing in the it's debauch Vegas. Right, sure. But there, was there liquor at least in the front? <laughs> there was liquor in the front. Yes. And where where was the poker? <laughs> the, well, the poker was in the middle and sometimes in the rear. Listen, why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> It's Las Vegas, baby. We're talking about poker and guys who look like John Saxton. Now, look, these two really do like each other. They're, you know, he really does love his kid. And the kid is like, you know, it's his dad. He wants him to be, you know, it's not like a 60s rebellion thing. It's more, like, no, it's more like he was going his own way. Okay, we're supposed now look what they do with the mirrors during this whole thing. It's pretty cool how you can see. Now that is Miss Forsyth, and she is the fiance. And she's sort of the not she's not a kept woman because she's in charge, but she plays ball. I don't know how to describe it. She's a woman of power, but it's only by proxy of who of who she's with. <laughs> calling all mics, calling all mics, come in, mics. Audience, I think Mike has taken a dump. <laughs> no, I'm still here. You're talking oh, to me. What's up, Mike? I'm looking at this place. Like, how fucking great is this? It's just like, uh, like straight out of like, oh no, they're all mirrors. Yeah, and you missed it though. They were like playing with the mirrors as they were coming down the stairs. You could see them in it. Oh, really? Now, her name is Diana. The, she's the fiance of him, and she is our Star Trek connection just because she was she guest starred on Voyager once, and it was in the fourth season. But still, we need a connection. We at, at what point did you, did you just tune out of uh, Voyager then, season three? Oh, Voyager! I maybe watched season one. It was already waning and dying. I had seen The Next Generation, then that Deep Space Nine came along, and Voyager was like, you know, Deep Space Nine was getting a little played out. So Voyager was like, okay, fans, you want a new fresh face? We'll give it to you. So I watched it, like, in the beginning because I was obligated to, but I don't know, man. A new season of Deep Space Nine came out. I got distracted. You couldn't yeah, I forgot, I forgot how important Deep Space Nine is. <laughs> There's the because the other Star Treks, they were in just shallow space. They're right. They're not in deep space. And there's only like six of them. There's not like nine. <laughs> You're right. They got up to shallow space six, and then at that point, they <laughs> let's get the fans something different. Boy, this poor movie isn't getting any credit right now. Let's go back to our movie. I got to tell you, like the I do like the way it's set up with the mirrors because it, it looks like you're walking into a submarine. Like you know what uh -huh. I mean? Like, oh wow, this is a single television set. Yeah. 
but it's 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 FaceTime. Oh yeah, is there? Hey, Carl, what's up? Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. What? I can't hear you. Turn up the high five down below. What the knob there? Move, turn that up. High fidelity. <laughs> oh, the old hi fi? Over hey, and is... out. The old hi fi. Do you guys get Wi Fi? Well, no, this is 1969. We do have hi fi. Hi fi is what we have. Wi fi is a question. Look, Why see what you're is here, this director. Wow, look at this. The, the director or the cinematographer, I don't know. It does so. I mean, they, they're doing a good job, I guess. But this guy is like a spoiled little kid, right? Like, he, yeah. he has an opportunity. So, he's this white guy, right? He's got an opportunity. He went to college. He's got an opportunity to take a year off and go to Europe and find himself. Right. Or do his father's job. But his father's job is work at Sin City. Yeah. The, the Caesar's Palace, which is played by Caesar's Palace. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Eye to eye. Hush, hush. Well, the thing is, she, I, eye to eye too. Shy, shy. Very good. So he, um, she, she sort of came on to him a little bit, and he like fucking nipped that in the bud. You know, you are my father's. Fe fuck you. And then she's. Were you was insulted because well, that's how she do champagne now? Yeah. Oh, here's some more champagne. Right, and that's his cool ass way. You know, if I'm oh, reloading right. her, she's he's handling her. You know, don't be inappropriate. Oh, everything's so fuzzy. Oh, thank yeah, God. terrible cinematography. Well, at first I thought, oh no, not another shot of the strip, and then they focused it, and it was another fucking shot of the strip. <laughs> Look, he's washing dishes. Yeah, and this guy is like, what, making penny rolls? There's a circus circus. I love the circus circus. Circus circus. Yeah, and they have, um, they have, they serve pizza pizza. Well, I think that place at the time had like uh, a one pound hot dog or like a one, you know, 12 inch hot dog. And you could get this oversized hot dog for a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. Just to get you in there. Oh, boobs. Now, look, you see how, see, they're respectable bees, and that's why they stay tight, and she can dance with them. Isn't that, isn't that great? I, yeah, you know, they, they figured it out back in the day. Look at this bar. It's like one fire hazard away from, like, a lit match. I should let you know what the movie does, right? You hear throughout the movie conversations of the guests, you know, and they're saying interesting stuff, like, um, Harry, we have to leave now. That $200 is our rent payment. I know, Gladys. Harry, we've got to leave now. Just one more spin, Gladys. Harry! <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, so I'm that's on like... A streak. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those, like, morning radio shows where they have, like, fake uh, couples call in. Harry was on the cable, and he we only had $200 left. I know. <laughs> Whoa, what'd you do? That seems to be your rent money. I know. <laughs> you hear that kind of thing, and you hear other stuff like gossip. Uh, you hear their uh, discussions about, um, you know, the, the. You hear two wives being shocked about what got taken off during one of the burlesques. There's like it's it's interesting and funny stuff. Now, what's going on here is weird. You know, he just showed up. 
in Vegas, right? But now they're in his, the son's apartment, you see? It doesn't make sense. Maybe a couple months have passed because look how it's all furnished with his stuff, his picture choices on the wall. Right. Who's this? Is it Louise Brooks or uh, Clara Bow, the it girl? She's uh, She was the first emo ever. It was 1936. Wow, which was only 30 years ago. She was the first emo. 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 Emo? Yeah, a woman. Oh, look, there's uh, that guy, Jack Kerouac. <laughs> now, what we learn is they bug his, the father bugs his apartment and bugs his phone. That's so crazy. 1969, you could just buy a bug and then. Put it on your phone, your son's phone. Now, now the, co- the, the guy's like, he's coming, the security guy. You got to get out of here. He's coming. Is he dressed like a cavalry? Or no, it's just the lighting. He's dressed like um, uh, a security at the casino, like I'm a fake cop. And basically now it's the question of, is he gay? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, so is this act two? Is he gay? Uh, I, I shouldn't have put the sound up. They're having husband and wife spats. Uh, he, she's essentially saying his concerns about the son are not important. Everything's cool. And, you know, kind of like, what does it matter if he's gay? And that sort of thing. Let me see what's going on here. Wow, it's pretty deep. Oh, okay. He's reporting now to Baltimore. Baltimore owns two-thirds of the casino. He owns one-third. He does the operations and stuff, but they're the money men. So he reports to them daily these statistics. You know, basically they're watching the trend lines, you know, and of course it's a fiscal quarter. He's frustrated with Baltimore because they own him. You know what I mean? He's doing all the work. They're getting all the money. But that's not true. He's got a third of the casino. He's making plenty money. But still, he's a rich guy, so it sticks in his craw. Now, this is Las Vegas during the day. That was the famous thing about the Hangover movie, was that it showed Las Vegas during the day and not at night. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I know that. Because you know how a movie would start off and it'd be like Las Vegas and and the lights would start up and uh, the water fountain would, would yeah start, yeah we start to blurp out water but uh and it, <laughs> it was blurped it out it blurped it out you know what i mean like those floor yeah. blurps where you're like you have a, a patio and you're like i'm gonna have to walk across and then suddenly <laughs> like a blurp of water springs up yeah <laughs> like it's jumping blurp. and they okay, cast so showing him the eye in the sky now Basically, there's surveillance all over, but this is the big eye in the sky. God, how cool. Like, you know, I'm sure it was a huge fire hazard when it was built, but like Las Vegas back then was like really fun to be in. I bet. The eye in the sky room. Look, that guy is still still hitting on on 21. My first time in Vegas was like mid-90s, like 94, 95, something like that. So I guess I was already in new 
it didn't get Disneyized yet, but I mean, it had Excalibur and it had the roller coasters and right. the, the roller coasters were, were probably built around '93. Oh, they're fighting. Let's put it up. They're fighting. All right, sure. Darn it! I keep missing stuff. They stop fighting. Well, it just had to reenact it when, when you when the moment hits. Yeah. This whole yeah, movie seems like just father and son yelling at each other. So they're like now showing the love, you know. He's saying, "Look, anything you need, you want, you just ask. If you can't ask, whisper." But David, no, the fugitive, right? So it, it lasted a couple of decades, but it got to a point where people were like, "Just get to the resolution already," and they had. I don't know. Is that right? I mean. Yeah, like, because they never tipped a hand, like, he never, you know, in Twin Peaks came out, people were like, who killed Laura Palmer, get it over with, and what they basically yeah. did was, they waited till the end of the series, they kind of tipped their hand, but they were also, like, having other mysteries crop up, like, they couldn't wait to get rid of the Laura Palmer mystery. Mm-hmm. Who you the know, hell is the log lady? Yeah, right. What's up? Where's the log lady? What yeah. about, okay. I don't, yeah, Log Lady's missing, I get you, but who killed Laura Palmer? Yeah, yeah, but what about the Log Lady? Now, it's four years The Fugitive was on, so of course, you know, they would be. So that's what I mean, it's a sweet gig for David Jensen, but so they have the finale of The Fugitive where he finally catches the one-armed uh, uh, fugitive, the real, the real criminal, and... Uh, it was huge. That was like a huge, serious finale. Like millions of people watched it. Right. And then Late Dormant. I think there was like a radio series back in the day prior to the TV show, but there wasn't much of it. And then in the 90s, the movie The Fugitive came out, which was a movie with a, the beginning and end. But you and, mean Harrison Ford? Yeah, it was. And that was huge. Oh yeah, that well, you know, another thing is it always would be shown on television. Yeah, right. But you know, it, it produced a sequel where Harrison Ford wasn't in it. It was a spin-off of the uh the cop chasing after him called US Marshals. I mean that's how like big the fugitive was. Wasn't it Wesley Snipes? Yeah, and uh was it Tommy Lee Jones in the sequel? Yeah, yeah, of course. It you know, I think I don't know if his whole crew was there, but probably they were. I did see that film, but it was a blip on my radar. The it's a blip. Of course, I, mean, it, I love. It's, just, it's a curious way of, of uh, expanding like a sensation like that, because like, it was a franchise, but it hinged on one gimmick: this guy being falsely accused, and then once you find him innocent, you know, maybe because it was another innocent man, right, in the U.S. Marshals. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Now, what did we see? We saw him in the Golden Gate Murders, didn't we? With the nun. Right. Yeah, that's right. The guy kept pushing people off the bridge. And that was when he died. At that point, he was a total alcoholic, three packs of cigarettes a day. This is David Jensen you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Yeah. exactly. And I, I don't know what his health was at this time. I know that he falls in love with the... Um, the the actress who plays um, the um, fiance, huh, you know Rosemary right. Forsythe. Apparently, they have a relationship in real life, and this is when they fall in love. Interesting. He died at forty eight. Do you remember? 
Right, that's right. I remember that from the Golden Gate Killers. Yeah, it was 1980. He was doing this television movie called Father Damon. He had just finished Golden Gate Murders. He's only 48. He was in Malibu, and he just had a heart attack. With all the drinking and four packs of cigarettes a day, he died. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I should, I should mention uh, I got a laptop for, you know, we have a friend, Paul Brumbaugh, who's, right. a, who's a friend of the show. He used to be our original Countdown King, and uh, he gave me a laptop with a CD-ROM player on it. And after, like, two years, I finally turned it on last week. Uh-huh. And uh, the Wi-Fi doesn't work. It keeps going into airplane mode, but uh-huh. there are some pictures on it and a uh-huh. video. Okay. <laughs> and his pictures are of his car. And okay. there's a video of Paul sitting on the toilet with a laptop <laughs> on his lap. Yeah. Playing with the video. And he's going, do, 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 do. What song is it? He was saying D-O-O, D-O-O, D-O-O. Like he's going doo-doo? <laughs> and he was sitting on the toilet. So did he not realize he was being recorded? It's like just a little couple seconds. I think he was just, I think he was playing with the laptop on the toilet. And he said, let me check out the video. And he tried a little bit <laughs> dude, dude, dude. <laughs> And he left it on there for me. And I didn't see it until two years later. Not just hanging his legs, but you know. Okay. By the way, um, she's being hired to like sleep with the son. That way, he'll find out. Listen, I'm sorry. This is being so homophobic. Uh, you know. Is that right? Look at this tidy whities he wears. You know, they got suspicious. Yeah, I thought they were ripped, but I saw that it was just a crack. This is a crack in them. Hey, wait a minute. What's going on? Someone's in my room. Hey. Who moved hey, my movie teacher? My poster. Oh, wow. Roasted turkey. Dinner. Mm-mm. Oh, man. I can't wait to tear into this rotisserie chicken. He just popped himself a grape with his Superman cape on. Oh, is that Superman cape? I thought he was like, I just played tennis swimming. <laughs> this came from the swimming tennis courts, man. It's awesome. Yeah, you see how short the cape is? That's because he has tripped on a cape in the past. He's no fool anymore. Well, you, you saw him like he tripped on his balls walking in. That's are so short. <laughs> okay, now Brenda has, I don't know, we learn in this scene she's got a crush on him. And she is eavesdropping on them. Oh, because the room is bugged in 1969. Right. I must have been James Bond had that suite beforehand. <laughs> so, uh, Brenda will will be jealous and intrigued, you know what I mean? And then he, he claims to be gay. He's not, but he says it. Right. Obviously not. It's like a heart attack. No, is her hair okay? Because it seems to be sticking to her areolas. Her hair? Oh, well, yes, yeah. that was... Yeah, right. They probably did a little pasty glue thing. Look. Look how it doesn't... You know, it should be falling forward, right? Maybe it's a wig. I'm going to say that. 
I mean, I'm not one to judge people's hair. So that could just, absolutely be a wig. Look at it. Yeah. His hair's real. <laughs> no, his hair is not real. Look how look what a helmet he's got on, man. It looks like a pumpkin. It's a '70s haircut. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was Alfred e. Newman for this view. <laughs> what big ears? <laughs> he got a muscle shirt without the muscles. Now this guy, um, uh, let's see here. This guy, his name is Robert Drivis. He's playing Andy. He's only been in Cool Hand Luke as this loudmouth Steve. That was 67. But really, he was all about theater. Theater, 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 theater. He's also on television on, like, guest shows, like The Fugitive, The Wild Wild West, Hawaii Five-0, The Streets of San Francisco, you know. Yeah, all the, all the classic 70s. He's, um, he's a staple of MeTV. He died in, in 19... He died when he was 50 because he had AIDS, unfortunately. It was a complication, like some sort of infection. You know how it you have no immune system. So, you know, you could have a cold and die. So it was 86 he died. But he's a good actor. It was all about the stage for him. This is a good scene. It's too bad we don't listen with the uh, audio. It goes oh, back yeah. and forth. Does he sound like Chris McGlover? Because he looks like Chris McGlover. Look at that dorky hair. Yeah. I take it back. Her hair is fantastic. It's, it's his hair that's the problem. Uh, look at the forehead to the right. Does, do you see a seam or do you think it's coming out of her scalp? Wait, we're too far away right now. Right. Look, boom, she's like, I'll show you who's gay. And he... Right, and off we go. Right. Do they play like trumpets and shit? <laughs> I listen to Brenda. I just yeah. gotta she thinks, what, he only lasts two minutes? He thinks, why isn't there any sound? So she's checking it. Jesus, look at his balls are caught in that thing. <laughs> Just got to wait till someone farts. Look, you can hear the raspy already. Oh, for Brenda? Yeah. I don't think this is a good idea. What with Brenda the car and the eavesdropping into us? Wow, look at the hair under it. Yeah, I don't know if it's a wig or not. Oh, out of focus, bad cinematography. Yeah, but once you get to focus, it's Las Vegas, baby. Like, it's a bunch of lights. No, it's the strip. It's a bunch of lights. No, it's a roulette wheel. <laughs> Everything is Vegas. So we're overhearing one of those conversations I was telling you about. And the guy's like, I've got a system for that. And he goes, what? What? Tell me. I can hit it for it. I'm not telling you my system. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Wow, look at this. I don't know what that is. Blow a ball. Oh, it's Caesar. Oh no, it's 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 Taurus getting ride on Caesar's car, chariot. Right. He, chariot is reserved for Caesar, but during the day, it's available for Taurus. <laughs> Whoa, breasts, breastfeeding with cigarettes. Breastfeeding and smoking. This is yeah. how the band playing slots. It's showing us a debauched side of Vegas. No, look, it's Baby Mike. 
That's how my parents raised me. Okay, now we're going to get more like seduction. I don't know if it is seduction. He's going to report that the father is off on, you know, some, I'm not exactly sure, but she's not getting any. Okay, he's pacing right. at night, he stays up, he's worrying, and she's not getting any. And it'll be a hint, you know, and of course he won't fall for, I don't know, I think she's being misrepresented here in a way, but. You, well, oh, so she's gonna exercise too. Let's see. What about a shadow on the wall? I haven't seen it in a couple of minutes. You see, that was the hint. Yeah. He goes, when I grow up, I'm going to get one like you. And she goes, you're growing up now, big boy. <laughs> like he's trying to run away from his own shadow. You can't run away from your own shadow. Right, you can't. But what you can do is get rid of it with light tricks. Oh, really? I wait till dark. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because then everything is dark and the shadow disappears in. There's yeah. Easy, easy. Smart. Gosh, I wasted $800 on uh, professional studio lighting equipment. Oh, how cool. Yeah, you just I could have just waited till night. Yeah, well, I was friends with uh, electric lights, uh, with industrial lights and magic over in uh, North Marin. And uh, so I would go to North <laughs> Bay and uh, I was just, you know, I would go up to the peninsula and I would go to Petaluma and then I would go to uh, Marin. I would visit George's Ranch and, you know, we uh, just kind of CGI'd it out. Gotcha. What a nice uniforms they have. You see those purple suits? No. Oh, this is like the entertainment in Las Vegas. Well, it's probably like an audition or something. Uh, it, it's, it's, the place is getting cleaned and they're putting on tablecloths and the boss is oh. sitting there with this kid. I thought people were sitting around playing keynote while the show was going on. No, what's happening now, Mike, is a turning point in act two he is complaining about baltimore and then the son goes well what are we gonna do and then the father like puts on the brakes stops everything and goes wow you said it boy you said we what are we gonna do like now right, become darkness mr paluzzi Bob Paluzzi, Lala Paluzzi. Now, one thing, David Jensen is the dad, right? Yes. And then I feel like the son must have, I don't know, must have got arrested in his community for me looking like a creep. <laughs> what, the, that kid right there? Yeah. Andy? Yeah. Um, Andy's no creep. He's, uh, okay, is that what yeah, the impression you get? Well, he looks like uh, Stephen Baldwin's role model for Biodome. <laughs> Consider the year. Consider the year. Look at all that money. Why is Brenda, the secretary, knee-deep in everything in that business? She's not really just right. the secretary. 